0: Guys, welcome to another episode of Walk the Earth podcast, and um, it's been two weeks, so we are back with another new episode. And today we are gonna have a very special friend of mine. Uh, been friend for friends for like what seven, six, seven years. Um, and let me just let her introduce herself before we talk about other
1: things. Um. Okay. So, um. Hi, guys. My name is Cash, and yes. We've been friends for many, many years, and um, I've seen Clarion's transition throughout the years, <laughs> from <laughs> a small fry to, I mean, still a small fry, but slightly bigger.
0: Yeah, you know, they used yeah. to call me fishbowl. Oh yeah, still a fishbowl, that's one thing that hasn't changed. Oh, thank you. Right now. What was it? Just that you have gains because you've been, oh, yeah, thanks. Been, you know, going to the gym or not <laughs> going to the gym because of circuit breaker, kill myself. So, Kendra, <laughs> have you been doing during this uh, circuit breaker? I heard you lost your job. No, actually, I'm still working. I did lose it, actually, but then
1: they realized that they needed me, so I had to come back. So, now I'm working again, and um. I've just been reading books and playing games and working out sometimes when I feel like it, doing a lot of cooking, baking, some painting, you know, those kind of things.
0: Wow. So you're like a jack of all trades, you know, you Get like you can work. And then at the same time, you also do baking and cooking and everything like that. So you're like domesticated, but not domesticated at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. I would just say I'm, a, I'm an independent woman. Well, shout out <laughs> to all the guys out there. I can pass you her number if you wanna hit her up <laughs> or anything, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um do you know why you're here today? Um yes. Kind of. hmm What do you think you're here for? Um, to elaborate on my travel experiences. Yeah, precisely right, obviously, right. <laughs> it's called it's called the freaking travel podcast. Yeah, anyways, um like because you know the previous okay for um for those who who, of you who just joined us the previous episode we had martin who talked about new york and boston and it was an amazing trip but let's just bring it bring things back home a little bit by talking about asia because i realized and i knew that cash had recently been to japan but before she has been to japan like before she talks about her experience to japan i would just like to ask you um what do you think travel means to you it's the same question i asked martin what what does travel mean to you Um, to me, I think, okay, I think
1: travel is something that's very near and dear to me because it's something I've been doing since a very, very young age. And it's something that myself, along with my family, makes a point to do at least twice a year. So travel is something that really I've had a lot of interest in and it's really opened up my view of the world and seeing different types of ways that people live, you know, like, I mean, we are in Singapore, and it's so, like, you wouldn't think to, I don't know, it's just very normal to you, the way of life that we, you know, proceed in every day, but, Mm. you know, when you go overseas, you realize how different it really is, and Mm. you wouldn't think in the way you do here, there, Because as I said, it's very different, you know, the way they do things, the things they eat, the things they watch, the way they speak, you know, just their way of life is very different. So travel to me is about, I feel that travel is one of the things that really is, you cannot put a price on it, basically. I mean, yes, you can on your air ticket and all that, but it's the experience that you cannot put a price on. Because it teaches you a lot of things that, you know, textbooks or even Google cannot teach you. Because you actually have to experience it. And yeah, it's just, it's really enlightening. And it's just
0: a really nice experience. Yeah. Mm. Okay, okay, that's nice. So, actually, like, based on what you say, I can kind of tie it to this, like, Chinese idiom that we have, right? So, it's like, okay, I don't remember, like, the words exactly, guys. I got six for half ma my tongue. But... Basically, <laughs> what it means is, or, or, like, okay. The sentence is like, one two lu or whatever, like Okay, so mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure I got the words wrong, but basically, what that means is that, like, no matter how many books you read, how many research, how much research you have done, like on a certain place or like certain or things about the world, it will never be comparable to how many miles you've walked across of like how many how many places you've been and experienced it for yourself and I really think that that's like the essence of what you're trying to say right that like I've heard something like that before actually and yeah that's precisely what I'm trying to say mm, so it's very important and I agree I feel like traveling is something that opens your eye up to a whole other world that you don't really get to see on like like you know like what whenever you want to right so yeah I, I think that's a very very meaningful um, way of viewing travel. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of
1: people who are very, well, I guess you could say conscious of their spending. So they save up for all the, you know, the flashy cars, the big houses, the branded items. But then when I ask them, you know, like where have you been to around the world? You know, they either tell me I've been to Malaysia or I haven't been anywhere else. So mm-hmm. I feel like to me, Travel is something that even it's even more important than money, it's more important than a big house or a flashy car because, like I said, it gives you an experience
0: that you know, materialistic goods can never bring to you. So, do you want to? So, given that, right? Do you have you ever thought about like moving overseas? I mean, I know you have thought about it, but like since you're like older now at like 19, do you ever think like you might possibly migrate overseas or stay there for an indefinite period of time? Um, personally, I would want to do that, but I feel
1: it wouldn't really be in the near future. Um, because I mean, I want to earn money first and I want to feel comfortable. I want to have a steady income here, build up my career. And then when I'm confident enough, then yeah, you know, I totally want to go overseas and experience a different kind of lifestyle that I'm,
0: that's different from what I'm used to. Right, like with our forever summer and like hot yeah, weather and exactly. humid rains.
1: No <laughs> it's la, there's man. more than one season lah. It's, uh, it's either summer or it's like monsoon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's summer or monsoon. There's <laughs> no between, guys. Yeah, there it isn't. It's like it can be summer like from 12 to 4pm and then 4pm to like 7pm be raining, monsoon again and then it'll be like hot as shit again. Yeah, like consecutively it's actually been raining a lot these few days. But even though it's raining, I feel like it's still quite humid and hot.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It's always going to be humid in Singapore because, you know, we're near the equator. If you go to Australia, the temperature is similar to or slightly higher.
0: Oh my god, can you all hear my dog? I don't understand why he's barking so much. Your, your dog is agreeing that it's very hot in Singapore, I'm yes, sure. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> he's very fluffy, so I'm sure he feels it. Oh, you're going
1: know, to shave him? No, because they closed down all the... Pet shops, can't even send him for grooming. So poor guy is feeling very hot, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so um, what was I saying just now? Australia. Yes, Australia. The temperature is comparable or slightly hotter, but it just feels really sharp because of the fact that it isn't
0: humid there or it's very dry. So the heat is very intense. Mm. Yeah. I mean I've personally been to Australia during like their winter season and I mean it was pretty fun because like even during winter it wasn't excruciatingly cold like in New York as Martin has mentioned uh in, like in Boston, but like uh I mean I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of countries out there that are like way less humid than us. And mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah, of course. So speaking of countries, um you've been to Japan recently, right? Yes. <laughs> So how long have you, how long do you go for? Like how many days?
1: Um, I think I went for about slightly over two
0: weeks. Over yes. Two weeks. So you only been, you only like, uh, do you only go to one city or like do you go to several cities during your two weeks?
1: Uh, I went to several cities
0: actually, but predominantly I stayed in Osaka and Tokyo. Ah, I guess we know where we're gonna focus on today. So Osaka and <laughs> Tokyo. Uh yeah. Tokyo from Money Heist guys. I I don't like her. <laughs> is that an unpopular opinion? I don't know, man. I don't I don't like her. But anyways, um, so Tokyo and Osaka. Um, would you uh Would you like to tell us like where you started your trip from, and then we can see where we go from there? Okay, let me reference
1: it to some photos I took. Okay, so the first place I went to was. Tokyo. So, everyone knows that's a city area and whatever. Not so we stayed in this hotel that was quite centralised, you could say. So, it was surrounded by many stores. You know, in Singapore, we
0: have the Don Don Donkey, right? Oh, yeah, the one with the annoying music, like Don Don Donkey, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and that, and that penguin looking boy. I mean, I like the penguin.
1: I know, you're obsessed with penguins, class. That's right. But yeah, <laughs> so, um, They over there, it's called like I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's like Don Quijote or some shit like that.
0: Yeah, okay,
1: okay, yeah. So it's actually really popular there, and it's basically you could say it's the Daiso, no, you could say it's the Mustafa of Japan.
0: They have also, they sell very cheap stuff.
1: Yeah, they do, they sell almost everything under the sun, like from. I don't know, stockings to food to bicycles even. Yeah, so that was one. That was a place that was really convenient for us, actually. They sold toiletries and everything we needed. And um, yeah, so the place we were in was surrounded by many food places as well. So they had like Loteria, they had they had Yoshi Noya, which we also have. But mm-hmm. Japan's Yoshinoya is like a million times better and it's so much more worth. I would mm-hmm. definitely recommend it if y'all go. Why yeah, why? Really... What
0: what makes it so amazing?
1: Mm, okay. I would say compared to Japan, Singapore's options are very limited. Mm-hmm. And it just looks very I don't know, I don't know if y'all feel this way. I had Yoshinoya in Singapore one time. It was with my friend who likes it, loves it a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah,
1: I don't know, it just looked really fake. It looked very pathetic compared to what you get in Japan, which is like, you know, um, sliced beef on a hot plate. They give you all the cheese. They give you egg. And it, it's just really filling and it's
0: hearty as well because, you know, it was winter. So it was really nice to have that. Okay, okay. So that's like, so apparently like Yoshinoya in Japan is like amazing and Yoshinoya in Singapore is fake. Is that what I trying to say? <laughs> you put it that way, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that. guys, it was the 595 student meal, was it? Something like that. And yeah, there's like yeah, barely yeah. anything to eat anyways, all yeah, rice. they give you like two pieces of broccoli and like yeah, one and like two, carrot. Two like circles of carrot.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it's pathetic. So I wasn't a big fan of Yoshinoya in Singapore, but when I went there, it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And another thing was that we were surrounded by many convenience stores, so there was like 7-Eleven, there was something called, what's it called, do you remember that very famous convenience store? That was? Is it, family- is it called Fe- Family Mart or something? Yeah, there was Family Mart and there was one that starts with a letter L. I'm not sure, letter L. <laughs> Ah, Okay, yeah, but anyways, it's almost everywhere in Japan and they sell like bentos, they sell sushi, they sell very interesting flavours of instant noodles and all that. So it's really, really nice. And compared to Singapore, you know, Singapore, the options are very limited, definitely, in Mm. terms of instant food. But over there, it's like, it's practically like going to a restaurant. It's really nice
0: very convenient as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. does the food taste like fake or like you know because Singapore sometimes like you heat up the food and it still kind of tastes like plastic
1: yeah exactly and no that's the thing that's what I like about it like okay let's say I have sakai sushi in Singapore right and by the way I was very okay we'll come to that later but let's say I just have that I have the sushi from there, and you know, it's supposedly very good quality sushi in Singapore. But when I go to 7 Eleven there and buy like just a normal sushi roll, it tastes the exact same. And it's like a tiny percentage of the price. Oh my God. So for us, good is their mediocre.
0: Yeah, <sighs> it's really different. Whoa. i mean i I, i've been to japan and i didn't really like go to eat the the what was that like like those food that you heat up right like those instant Mm -hmm. food but like because i i go to like the actual like street food and like markets and stuff like that but wow i didn't know that like it was comparable to sake sushi
1: yeah exactly i think as singaporeans we tend to think i don't know we put sushi on a pedestal i guess but over there Actually, over there, you know, it was really difficult to find a proper sushi restaurant. Oh my god, yes, food. I
0: agree. It's so hard. Yeah, like, like, when you think like, Japan, you think sushi, <laughs> but you don't actually see any sushi restaurants exactly. anywhere.
1: Like, that's why I say that the things that, like, our kind of Japanese, that's another thing that I feel is so common. Like, the kind of different foods, Like, let's say you're talking about, like, Turkish food or Japanese food that we find in Singapore, you are not likely to find it at that country itself at all. Like, we Mm -hmm. think it's them famous and all that, but sushi isn't famous in Japan at all. It was so difficult to find a restaurant. And I couldn't find, like, my crab meat sushi and all that stuff. They had, like, some weird horse meat sushi. It was very nasty. (laughs) I feel like a lot of things that we have, like Japanese food in Singapore, is singaporean japanese food it's not japanese japanese food so it was a little bit disappointing
0: but yeah i guess i just i was forced to try the more traditional japanese food okay i see i see and i mean i, I guess maybe one day when we go to italy we won't even find pasta there we'll find like bread oh or something. God, i would actually kill myself because <laughs> i'll be like i've been deceived food.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, even if you look at, like, memes or something, or just, yeah. online, you'll see pasta or pizza, that kind of stuff. But if you go there and you
0: don't find it, wow, my life is, it has been a lie, man. That would be I so mean, disappointing. Same. What do you think people think Singaporeans eat? Like, I don't know, <laughs> the rice? Honestly, when I think about Singapore, the first thing that comes to my mind is, like, chicken rice. I don't know why. I mean, it's true la. Like like that is a national like a national kind of food. Like everyone eats it. So like I mean, they're not too far away. But like we didn't know that Japan didn't have any sushi at all, guys. Yeah, I know.
1: Oh my god, that was the most heartbreaking part. Cause <laughs> I'm a die hard sushi fan. Like I love my sushi, and I love oh my god. I don't know if you've tried mentaiko. Have you tried it? Yeah,
0: I've tried mentaiko. Yes. Right, it's super nice. Right, I love it. It's very rich. It's, like, salty, but it's, like, rich. There's, like, in depth to the flavour, I feel. Yeah,
1: it's, like, creamy, and it's just... Oh, my God, it's one of the best flavours I've ever had. But, lo and behold, when I went there, I could not find a single mentaiko sushi at all. So, oh, my God. That's... Wow. Mind-blowing, yeah, guys. The only thing they have, right... Okay, so mentaiko, how you make it, right, is you take the roll, and I think you add mayo or some kind of sauce to it. So the closest thing that I could find to that was the 7-Eleven, the triangular-shaped
0: sushi with roe inside. It wasn't necessarily mentaiko inside. Oh, the onigiri is it? The triangle with the seaweed and yeah, then there's, yeah, like, yeah. stuff inside. Yes. Oh, my God. So, yeah. but, moving on from, like, horrible, not horrible, <laughs> just, like, disappointing experiences with food. Yes. Like, and we're, we're talking, we're still talking about Tokyo, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, What are the more, like, better food places you have visited, like, over the few days that you have been in Tokyo? Okay, so,
1: I actually went... Okay, so for us, it was very convenient to move around because we were centralised in an area and we had about two train stations surrounding us. So, it was really easy. I think one Mm -hmm. of the better places I went to was, like you said, those kind of markets, those street food places. So, we went to this place that I don't remember the name, it was some Japanese name. I think it was something fish market where they sold fresh sashimi. Mm -hmm. And personally, I'm not a sashimi fan. I really, I don't really like it. I think it's very weird. But when I went there, it was definitely like really good. I don't know, the texture is just nice. The fish wasn't very fishy, it was a nice taste, a nice texture. It wasn't chewy, it was soft and nice. So yeah, and they had a lot of very nice desserts there. They have this thing that's like mochi, but it's like cube shaped and it's really good. They have like different flavors like matcha, peanut, those kind of things. (sighs) Yeah, and then, I don't know, they're very famous for this strawberry that's like white strawberry and red strawberry. I have a
0: very nice picture. I remember posting it. I think you must have seen it. I think I've seen it, but like I forgot about it. It was five months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's it okay. Was... We'll we'll put a picture like right here so you can look at it when you see our yeah, video. Sure. That will no longer have any watermark on it. Okay, guys, I fixed it. <laughs> I fixed it. Okay. Nice one. Okay, okay. So um, so that amazing sashimi. Anything else?
1: Uh
0: yes. So okay,
1: another thing that I really like about Tokyo almost everywhere in Japan actually, but mostly in Tokyo, is that all their toilets have the butt washer.
0: (laughs) Oh my god, yeah.
1: And it's all warm. And okay, there's this thing in Japan that's really smart, I think. So basically, you know how like, if you go to a public toilet, you're going to be like really shy, let's say you're taking a dump or something and then, you know, sometimes you can't help it, you just like fart or something. (laughs) Okay, okay. Embarrassing, right? So in Japan they have this um feature where you can on some sounds like you know some nature sounds so it kind of masks the sound of your fart. So you oh. can do your business in peace. Oh yeah. shit. I, 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 I,
0: I, I I've, I've never fun. explored that much la, the toilets. Really? I just yeah, I just sat there and like I wore my, my, my butt and then like I used the washing <laughs> thing. But I never on the the sound thing. I didn't know, sia. Yeah, that was the best part. Like, you know, as soon as I saw one
1: of those toilets, I sat down and I pressed every single button there was. And I was (laughs) confused about it. So I asked my mom. And then my mom was the one who told me that her Japanese colleague told her that that's what it is. That's the function of that noise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And it's soothing, oh. so it's not just to mask. It's also, I don't know, maybe you need some encouragement, some help, you know, peace of mind. Peace, you
0: know. I don't know. Like feeling constipated, hear some music to help you. Poo. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. <laughs> that was very interesting. And I think it's good that they have it like almost everywhere. Like like even the most rural rural places, they like have like the more basic ones, but even the more basic ones has like these buttons on it. And I find it really cool that they like I don't know whether it's a necessity, I don't know whether you guys think thinks, uh, it is a necessity, but, like, it's a pretty interesting investment to make on, like, the yeah, toilets in Japan. Yeah.
1: I think it's really, it is a really good investment, because, I mean, okay, it's a million times, I, I just think it's very smart, like, especially in public toilets, because if you were to put, like, a, you know, the bidet there, or whatever, mm. um, and then, you know, people are, like, I don't know, touching their ass or something, then they're going to press the thing like, ew, that's just so unhygienic. I think it's good that there's just a button there, you just press it. It's easy to clean and it's not like, it's not
0: as disgusting, I feel. And the water is gentle so, so it doesn't like, sp- like, yeah, spurt, yeah, yeah. You know?
1: it doesn't like go, oh, uh, you know,
0: that's just um. let's not talk
1: about that now, but yes.
0: Yes, like, Guys, we've gone from food to toilets, but let's go back to food, right? Because I'm very interested to hear about food. I love food. So, in Tokyo, apart from your sashimi and your mochi and all the nice, like, street food things, like, any other, like, specific restaurants or, I don't know, anything you've experienced there? (laughs) Okay, okay, I'll talk about that later. Okay, but another
1: place that, um okay, so when I first reached my hotel on the first day, the thing that, the, by the way, all Japanese drivers are really nice. They're very sociable. Even though their English may not be 100%, but they try their best. And I think it's really nice. They give you a lot of recommendations. So one of the recommendations we got was that there's a famous ramen place near our hotel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And by near, I mean really near. It was like right beside the hotel. Is it like
0: Ichiran ramen? No, I don't think so. It starts okay, with okay. an
1: A or something. Yeah, I I even, oh my god, no, no, no. <laughs> Speaking of adjacent, I think... Okay, so when I had it, it was really good. I think it's really cute because they have like vending machines kind of thing. So you pay first and then you get your ticket and then you hand it to the people at the counter and then they make it for you. Mm. So that's what we did. And... Apparently, even though it was one of the famous places, I thought it was a bit overrated, honestly. Yeah, so it was a bit disappointing. I felt like, maybe I'm just too used to Ajisen Ramen, that when I have the actual thing, it's a bit of a letdown, you know? Because like I said, we're having Singaporean Japanese food, not Japanese Japanese food. Okay, okay. Understand. Yeah, but... It was still really good, especially because it was cold. So, the soup was really nice and hot. The noodles were really nice and squishy. It was very spicy. Like, you know when you go to Ajisun Ramen and you ask for the spice? Yeah. Ramen, it's like nothing, but was actually spicy. And they have, like, all the chilli powder, all the
0: various condiments and all that. that you they know, put, like, a lot of spring onions, I know.
1: Yeah, yeah, they do, they do. So, yeah, really... I thought it was a really nice experience. It was a very calm place. Like, it wasn't busy at
0: all. So, it was really nice to just sit down and have my bowl of ramen. Oh, that sounds really nice. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you can never it. do that in Singapore because there will be, like, a ton of people around you talking. Yeah, and, like, know, exactly. But it was nice because it was evening
1: time. So, it was very nice and windy. It was cold outside. So, I just went into the place, just ordered my food and it was just really nice.
0: Wow. Yeah. That sounds that sounds very homey and like hearty, like a very nice meal to yeah, have.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was, it was. So it wasn't really I think the experience made up for the I don't know, let down by the
0: bowl of ramen. Like, <laughs> so, it wasn't an amazing bowl, but No, no, it wasn't. I see, but the experience was good enough, lah. Yeah, it was. It was different, definitely. Hmm. So like have you tried any other ramen except uh, apart from that ramen? I tried another ramen in Osaka. It was near
1: um where was it near? Don't th- no. Actually, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I went somewhere there as well. hmm mm-hmm. And it was slightly better actually. It was like, okay, so apparently there's this place in Clark Key where you can choose like the squishiness of your noodles and all that. So the first time we had the ramen at the previous place where I said, uh, my sister was saying that you know, yeah. there's this place in Clark Key where they allow you to choose all these kind of things. So when we went to the second place, that's exactly what it was. You could choose like the spiciness, you could choose the amount of garlic, the thickness of your noodles, the length of your noodles, how squishy you wanted your noodles. Those oh kind of So it was, so it was really
0: completely nice. customizable. Yes, it was. It was Mm -hmm.
1: So it was really nice to do that. And I got my noodles like extra squishy because who doesn't love that? And Mm -hmm. then it was really like the spiciness level was actually spicy. It wasn't just like, you know, lame. It was actually spicy. So that was nice. It was Uh, nicer than the first bowl of ramen.
0: Oh, I guess guess because you could personalize it as well. And I don't know, you probably put like a lot of thought into it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the meat that they put in was really really good as well wow so do you get like the chashu or like the shabu shabu yes, yes, wow <laughs> <laughs> okay how many chashu is the most important part because singapore gives like three pieces and then they can sell us for like
1: 17.90 i think per bowl it was about like five or six pieces Wow, that's not bad.
0: It's quite feeling, right? Yeah, the noodles and everything as It was as really well.
1: tasty and we got an extra serving of meat now because it was really good. Yes. They're making me hungry, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but another thing is that actually food in Japan is slightly costly. Actually, it's about the same price here, actually, when we had the ramen. It was, about, it was just slightly cheaper than me going to Ajisen Ramen or whatever. Just slightly cheaper. So I wouldn't
0: necessarily say that it's cheap mm. per se. It's just alright. Mm. Yeah. But like apparently the taste is better lah. Like if you go to the right restaurants. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm. So that's so. are you only been to two ramen places? Or like like actually do you eat ramen a lot in Japan? Because I, I, I ate it quite a lot.
1: Actually, no. That's the weird thing about me. And you know, my family, like whenever we go to somewhere, we go overseas, right? We tend to have different foods from all over the world in Mm. that one country. Since I think that's a good experience as well. Because like I said, if I have Turkish food here, I had Turkish food in Japan as well. And it was really good. So I like to try how different types of food taste in different countries. Yeah, and we kind of got sick of that ramen every day. Because on top of that, we were buying things from Seven Eleven like, every day. Buying instant noodles, buying acai beer, like, grape flavour, lemon flavour, all those kind of things.
0: well also, wow, yeah. so, like,
1: high-key, 7 is better lah. Yes, it's much better, dude. It's really, really much better than Singapore one. And they have, like, really good brownies there. And you know, I love brownies. So, they're yep. actually good. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, and um, I went to another place... It was, mm. okay, I don't know what we were... Okay, it was for the experience. It wasn't like, you know, we planned to go there or anything. But, mm-hmm. of course, when you search top things to do in Japan, they will tell you to go to this meat cafe.
0: Oh, so it's like wow. getting served by people who cause you like, OG, OG don't know what, OG sama or something. I have no idea. I couldn't understand
1: what they were saying, but they were <laughs> all dressed very... um. Oh my god! And guys were actually passed out there. Okay, firstly, everything is exorbitantly priced. Okay, for the very fact that it's a lot of weird. Like you have to be a diehard, like I don't know, anime fan, or like you have to have some kind of fetish to go there. But of course, for us, it was a family trip, and we are all women, so Mm. there's no fetish there. It was just solely for the experience, lah. So yeah, Mm -hmm. we went there. The drinks are maybe you could have like a glass of Sprite and that could cost you about 18 sing, 18 sing for a glass of Sprite? Because the people who go there are willing to pay that kind of money. So when we went there, we actually saw men passed out. Like there was this one guy who was just passed out on the table. So he must have been going there. I don't know what he wanted to do,
0: but he just bought and bought and bought. Yeah. So he kept buying, like, beer and then he just, like, passed out. hmm Oh, my God. passed out
1: there. And then the thing is that they, I don't know what, okay, so like I said, I don't understand what they were saying. So it was definitely difficult for me. But suddenly, randomly, they'll just start clapping and singing songs and they'll pass a <laughs> the box for you to donate money. Oh, then you'll yeah.
0: donate?
1: No, I don't think we did. Like you can choose to, and like I said, most people will because they have you know inclinations towards these kind of people. Yeah. wow, so it was it was a very uncomfortable situation, but at the same time we just we just took it because it was an experience like we wanted to see what kind of place this was, and um, yeah, we just wanted to experience it, and the bill came up, it was about like. I think it was very expensive. It was almost a hundred dollars for two ice creams and
0: three drinks. Oh my god. Like oh, and, and, and it was a weird experience somewhere, so it wasn't like you enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it was an inappropriate place, but you would know that there's
1: an inappropriate connotation to it. Ah. Uh, yeah, it wasn't like they were like flashing their bodies. There, no, they were covered. Of course, they were wearing like short dresses, so it's just the fact that you know that people have fetishes for these kind of things. Yeah, it was a very cutesy cafe, mostly men there, even some men with their girlfriends. I don't understand, but yeah,
0: <laughs> well, yeah, maybe they it's... both like these kinds of I like, things. I have no idea, but you know,
1: it's their business.
0: Let's talk about the food, you know, the food that you, have, you ate <laughs> in Osaka. Like, is it is it different from Tokyo? Is it better? Is it worse? Or how? I would say that
1: for Osaka, it was better. Because, um, okay, I think because Tokyo is a very... It's, you know, the city area. And a mm. lot of tourists tend to go there if they're coming to Japan. Because, you know, it's Tokyo. So... A lot of the places are very westernized in a sense. It's not really traditional um Japanese culture that you're experiencing. Even mm-hmm. though it's in Japan they may, you know, use Japanese ways of cooking and all that stuff. It's cause there's there's just a lot of tourists. So I don't really feel that it's hundred percent authentic. And I feel that there's more of the street food kind of thing and the culture, those traditional kind of houses, the geishas and all that in Osaka. That was much easier to find. Mm, mm,
0: mm. That's true. You know? I. I yeah, yeah. There's a lot of landscape also, right, in Osaka. Yeah, I really I prefer Osaka because, you know, I like a lot of
1: scenery. La, so, for me, that was better. Mm. So, do you eat anything interesting there? Um. Okay, so when I was in Osaka, I ate takoyaki yaki, so I had the taco balls lah because in Singapore I love it. So when I went there, I decided to have it as well, mm. and it was pretty normal actually. To be honest, I mm-hmm, think mm-hmm. it tasted a lot like Singapore. But there was another place I went to. It was a Michelin star restaurant. Wow. Which <laughs> so yeah, it's all this kind of pancake thing, and it's called it konomiyaki. Yes, yes, yes. That's what it's called. Okay. Yeah, so we had that at a Michelin-star restaurant. And the queue was... We had to wait quite a long while, actually. But it was... I wouldn't say it's amazing, amazing. But yeah, it was good. It was tasty. I have an entire video of it, actually. The guy making it. So how it goes is that um they make it right in front of you. Mm. So it's like, you know, tepanyaki, right? How that works. So yep. you're basically seated around this table... And it's not like... It's not like a semicircle. It's like actually a rectangular table. So there can be like two of you on one side and another person on the other side. So the guy just comes and then he arranges everything. He lays it out and he just cooks in front of you. So the mm. speciality of that place was the... That pancake thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. The okonomiyaki, guys. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that was the speciality. It was a good experience, I would say. People just kept coming and coming and coming. So... Mm. Because they only sold that more like, that was that speciality, it wasn't really... There were people going in and out, like, constantly. So, they just ate and left, ate and left.
0: Mm, yeah. So, that, that was a pretty nice um dish for you, in Osaka? Yeah, it was. It was very hot and it was toasty.
1: You know, it was nice to, like, put my hand over the cooking thing because it was very cold outside.
0: Ah, uh, I see, I see. I mm-hmm. think you could find those in the the night markets in Singapore, the pasar malam. Um, they also sell okonomiyaki, but like I think it's the this obviously the non authentic version, right? Yeah. But <laughs> but I'm I'm sure the Japan one is like toned up. It's like more exquisite. How 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 do I put it? It's just more premium in a way. Yeah, yeah, it's just also more expensive. expensive.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, so any any anything else? Any food? One thing that I really like about
1: Japan is their soft surf ice cream. Like it's really good, especially the matcha flavor. I feel that matcha ice cream in Singapore is very bitter, it has a weird aftertaste. But when I went there it was just really nice and you can find soft surf almost everywhere actually. It's really easy to find. So when I went to um I went to that temple with all the deer there. Mm. and there were soft serve places like almost everywhere so that was really nice it was very it was just a very pleasant taste and it's different from Singapore different from any other
0: matcha ice cream I've
1: ever had mm. it's
0: also more like so basically it tastes like less I don't know I don't know why the Singapore the Singapore ones are fake but like it's, it also tastes more authentic lah.
1: Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't say authentic, maybe, but it was just more pleasant, I guess. Like they know how to balance it out.
0: Hmm. I see. Mm. I see. Yeah. Wow. Sounds like a very interesting experience in Osaka as well. With the very I I it, like I don't know, but from the uh, sound of it, it feels like you really did enjoy Osaka a lot, a lot more than Tokyo.
1: Yeah, I did. I did. I I really like it. Uh, it's very nice. It's a really
0: nice landscape. Yeah. Uh, I see. So um any other interesting places you've been? Not just like yala, like food. We can all come to a consensus that it's pretty interesting and pretty nice, right? But like landscapes per se.
1: Um okay, so I went to this place that maybe you guys have seen in uh movies. It's called the Shibuya Cross. Shibuya Cross? Was I, I don't know, what's that? think it's called shibuya cross yeah i'm pretty sure that's what it's called but basically it's this junction in the road where like you know it just forms a cross so a lot of people go there and then they there's this tower nearby we go to the very top floor and you can take a picture there so i think i don't know who brad pitt or someone acted in some movie that featured it last so that became a tourist attraction and that's also the place where Hachiko statue is. Oh. So, yeah. do you see the statue
0: for yourself? I
1: did. I did. I took a picture with it. There was a line and it was moving pretty quickly. But it was very emotional lah because I loved the Hachiko movie when I was younger. I still do love it. I watched it many times. And yeah, I just think it was really nice to just be there and take in that, you know, this is where things
0: happen. Mm-mm, that like, oh, this is like the legit place and... Your movie yeah, come to exactly. life lah, basically. Yeah. Wow. Like, it really did sound like you have a very... You saw, it sounded like you have a very interesting time in Japan. Let's yeah, just put it at that. Yeah, I definitely that. did. <laughs> I definitely did. So, do you want to go back to Japan one day?
1: I think I will. Because there's so many things that I haven't seen. I went to uh, Kyoto. I went to Hiroshima. Day trips, of course. Mm. And, um, I just think that there's a lot of depth to Japan that I've yet mm. to explore, like if I go again, I would definitely go to Nagasaki as well, you know mm. because i i like history as you know, and um, yeah, I went to Hiroshima, I'd like to go to Nagasaki and just
0: explore more of it mm so i I think, like, I would also go back to Japan. Let's let's go together, huh? Let's, let's Why not? Let's go together. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the plan. That's the plan. We're making yeah. arrangements for that. Yeah, I gotta go overseas together. And then we can, like, talk about it together. Yeah, or, hopefully this virus thing gets sorted soon. Because even after it does, it's going to take a long time before we can go overseas. Or, like, go overseas without, like, being scared lah, that we might contract the virus or anything like that. Yeah, because I mean,
1: even if the virus is gone in Singapore, um, it might not be in other countries.
0: You know. Yeah, and I mean, it doesn't really seem like it's gonna go away anytime soon. Yeah, like, exactly. They are still fighting a they're still finding a vaccine, and they were like, oh, it takes at least like two years for everything to settle down the vaccine and everything. So like, yeah. wow, <laughs> that's that's a long time before we can go overseas, guys.
1: Yeah, I remember I was doing research about SARS, and it. Um, it was gone within like less than a year, but for most of the countries, it took about two years
0: actually for it to actually finally be gone completely. Wow, so 2022 is going to be the year. Like the yeah, moment, it's it, the moment, the moment we know it's safe, we're just going to fly. Yeah, we better save up till then. Yeah, I mean, it's a good opportunity to save up and go overseas to places that we've never been and places that we've been to explore more things and to experience the world and of course to walk the earth and you know just find out more things la so um we're not going to make this podcast very long in fact i think it's a little it's about time to stop um but do you have any last words for our listeners cash um i just want to
1: say that you know many things in life are important and making memories are the most important thing so, it's the most important thing. So, I mean, I would encourage everyone to just walk the earth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Damn, using our name. And that's, 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 a, that's a good one, okay? Put into your last words. That's great. That's yeah. amazing. Thank you. Well, uh, I just want to thank you for joining us on this Sunday night to talk yeah, about your no trip worry, in Japan. Meh. And no even though we didn't really meh. cover that much about it, like, both of us hope that you're really... You, you know more about, like, the food in Japan and how, like, sushi is, like, a fake thing, okay? It's, like, fake news. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, like, uh, like uh, takoyaki tastes, like, the same thing anyways. But, yeah, be sure to check out all these places when you go to Japan and you can, you know, maybe one day less us know how you feel about those things. And because everyone has different experiences when you go overseas. And I'm sure it will differ from cash to me to someone else out there who's been to Japan, living in Japan and everything like that yeah so um, for now remember to just stay safe and stay home and like hashtag SG United oh my god <laughs> yeah and yes. uh, we hope to be able to travel again soon yeah <laughs> thanks Cash no worries see ya. and thanks yeah and thanks guys for tuning in to this week's episode of um, Wong Diaf Listen Wong Diaf Podcast and we'll bring you another one in another two weeks so be sure to stay tuned bye bye